thank you to Movement Watches for sponsoring this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast. We get it. Holiday shopping can be tough. But thanks to Movement, all that gift-giving anxiety can disappear with the press of a button. These watches make the perfect purchase for just about anyone in your life, guy or girl. And remember, they start at only $95. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup, providing the best possible price. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash kinda. Now here's the thing. Cool, Greg. Get over here. You got one of the movement watches. You like the movement? What do you, what do you think about it? It's lit. It's lit. You heard it here first. Go to MVMT.com slash kinda. Join the movement just like Cool Greg, just like Sean Finnegan, just like Gia. The whole world, man. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 148 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm Actually, fantastic. you know, I got. I'm tired. Yeah, that's I got true. a scratchy throat. I'm yeah. worried I'm getting sick going to the Game Wars PSX. Yeah, yeah, you got the weekend, the December weekend. This is the big weekend. This it. is the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually very excited for the Game Awards. We're right. dating ourselves a little bit. Yeah, here. we won't talk. You're excited for them. This is being recorded the Wednesday before the Game Awards. It will post the Friday after the Game Awards. So exactly. we will leave it at so, that. They're excited for Game Awards. It's a weird timeline, but I'm very, very, very excited for it. Um, I imagine that. Yesterday when it happened, it was amazing, and a lot yeah. of crazy reveals happened and crashed. I can't Bandicoot believe that. Came out I can't believe that. Racing HD happened. One game of the year, you know. Yeah. Oh my god, it was yeah. shocking. Absolutely they shocking. They fucking better announce Crash yeah. Team Racing. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Not it's not gonna happen. No. Not gonna happen. Okay. Um, this is a games cast. Each and every week, we get together right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games for all of the free people out there that just want to listen to us for free. But if you wanted to pay, you can get it early. Where, Greg? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games each and every Friday. Oh my God, you get an early Friday, or you can watch it live along with us, like so many people are doing right now for just $1. Is this one going to be worth the dollar? We'll have to see. I'm definitely not going to guarantee it right now. What do you mean? This one, I don't know about, Greg. What do you, why do you know don't about know. it? I don't know. Last time we did a one on one, it was great. It was great. And the Reddit and the kids have been mm -hmm. saying they want us they to want do We don't, don't force guests in there. Yeah. Bring on, just do the show. We're yeah, there to hang totally out and talk to you guys. That. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, I feel like this it. is a leisurely one. We're on the little lazy river. Lazy river. I like lazy river. Big fan of them. Do you want me to give you your first topic of discussion? You know what, Greg? I want to say shout out to Patreon producer Tom Bach. And then I want you to give us a topic of discussion. Hit me. Uh, hashtag Greg was right. Mm -hmm. Did you see this Kotaku story from mm -mm. 16 minutes ago? Mm -mm. WWE 2K18 switch port is gnarly. Told you it was going to be a piece of trash. It's out today. Yeah. As of, if you're the yeah. kind of person who watches WWE matches on 75% speed, WWE 2K18 switch port may be for you. For others, not so much. <laughs> Released today, the port has fans begging for a frame rate patch. WWE 2K18 is about 23 gigs on the Switch. That's 10 gigs bigger than Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like other third-party Switch games, it's a big old clonker firing it up. It's, <laughs> it's hard to say why. It doesn't look great. There's a video of it running like crap. Uh, since the ports released this morning, fans have been questioning why entrance cutscenes are in slow motion. When I played the game, at first I thought the wrestlers were putting on a show of being extra, extra intimidating. But no, AJ Styles wasn't jumping up and down in the anti-gravity wrestling chamber. Frames were just dropping. Wow. It's terrible. Apparently. That's so, who would have predicted it? Big old Greg Miller. Don't well, trust it's, him. It's really weird that it's just came out out of the blue. 
I was like, no release date. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. On a Wednesday. Not yeah. good. Yeah. Super. It was very weird that they went so quiet, but that was your first sign that all there's talk of, no, no, it's going to be feature complete and be awesome. Just like the I other mean, versions. it sucks when there's other games that are totally great, like Ellie Noir and all those other things that people are having a great time with Skyrim. Yeah. It's Rocket like, League. Yeah. It's yeah. like, come on, 2K. Step your shit up. I mean, the, you know, the WWE franchise in general with 2K needs to be stepped <sighs> Step up. Your shit they just up. need to just fucking do No Mercy again. I've said it before. I've said, I'll do, say man. it again. Just I take it. You. I'm with you. It'd be Greg. perfect. It'd be close enough. Nobody wants the sim wrestling game. Mm -mm. We don't need it. We all know wrestling's fake. We're I feel all like I've asked you this before. Sure. But I'm stupid and I forget things. Did you play that more lighthearted, fun, colorful wrestling game that WWE came out? WWE All-Stars? Yeah. From way back in the day, you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You mean recently? Came out like last gen. Just last gen. The they were very big and cartoony looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. WWE All Stars. Yeah. I reviewed it. And yeah, it's fine. it was it was too it went too far the other way. Mm -hmm. The reason the N64, No Mercy, WCW, NWO Revenge, WrestleMania 2000 games, whatever you want, the AKI engine of gameplay works is the fact that it looks real enough. And has the realistic physics and stuff and things and blood and weapons and all that jazz. But the cartoony look of it isn't a cartoon. It's just the way it's that game style. Mm. When they went with WWE All-Stars, they had a grappling system and mechanics similar to what people wanted from that. But then it was like, oh, it's a suplex. He's jumping 30 stories in the air and slamming them mm. down. There's colorful entry like and not interest. There's colorful, <laughs> <laughs> colorful trails coming off of the move and shit. It's like. No, that's not what I want. Mm. I just want it to be a simple game. Like the, it's the same problem with like more of an NBA Street instead of an NBA Jam. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, NBA kinda. Street NBA was kind of crazy too. Crazy yeah. Too. It's just it, wrestling. The No Mercy game and the N sixty four games weren't crazy. They were just hey, this is the style of the game, and it worked, and it got over the uncanny valley per thing of it because the like I people will argue with me, and maybe you, the WWE two K games look great. They look stunning. The character models are amazing. However, when you then try to put Chris Jericho's hair on his amazing looking feature photo body, it doesn't look right. You are immediately like, oh, the hair looks like it's from the PlayStation 3 generation, which in PlayStation 3 are like, it looks like it's from the PlayStation 2 generation. Yeah. Like, there's... They got to get that Star Fox fur technology. Exactly. That Nintendo had for You're never going to get a photorealistic game that you look at. I mean, like you can glance at the game and be like, oh man, it looks, you know, but like yeah, but people motion. get into the ropes and wig out. This happens. There was this awesome thing of Kofi Kingston is it bug they showed when it first came out. I think Xavier retweeted it where they whipped Kofi into the ropes. He came back and then ran into the other side of the ropes, but didn't cue the animation to come back. So he ran into the ropes and the ropes broke away and he just ran out and just ran out into the crowd and I believe I'm right the camera kept panning out of him just running, running. into oblivion that's so and it's funny. like if you take away the idea that the WWE games are supposed to look like the product and instead say this is the style of what they look like it's grounded it's real it is a stronger apple it is a weak grapple it's a heavy strike it's a light strike that there you go because I mean WWE 2k whatever has a million problems I think why it isn't why it isn't a hit with the fans? Why it isn't a hit with the general public? All these different things. I think number one, though, is just the fact that No Mercy, that series, was so easy for anyone to pick up and play and understand what's going on and mm. do something cool. WWE struggles with that, right? And I, or 2K, 2K games struggle games, with that, where it's just like me and Cool Greg will be playing and it's like, 
All right, cool. Oh, this is a base submission. Oh, you tapped out to that because neither of us understand this mechanic. Mm, and it's and, and sure a couple matches we'll learn it if we want to. But what about when somebody else wants to pop in and play? Yeah, and I say all this and Andy kicked my ass and beat me for the world title in it. So, you know, whatever. But the WWE series, man. What a heartbreaker. Just get just go do that. Yeah, because again, it would also make it easier to create people. You create people in this game and it's the same thing. Oh, man, I scan my face and I put it in there. You look like a doofus. It kind of, yeah, I don't look, no, I don't look right. You don't look but when, right. But in the AKI <laughs> engine, it was like, oh, like, oh it's close since enough. everyone looks close enough like to themselves. Me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You have this or animal crossing. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Everybody looks enough where you look at it and you go, oh, that's you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The amount of people who screen cap my animal crossing profile and send it back to me like man this guy looks just like you he's just doing the same stock pose everybody does when you give them when you go visit their campsite right but because it's kind of one i do you see it in everybody you see gary wood out there yeah that looks like gary but it it's just because like we all kind of look like each other yeah, yeah yeah oh that's super funny greg what have you been playing right before this mm. i booted up because it's again wednesday of recording last night i had a uh, uh, complications and things to do that complication being the games cast with dan record that'll go live in a couple weeks fantastic um, games cast that fantastic one, worth the dollar this one's worth it too are you not having not, fun i'm not saying it's not i'm just saying are I'm not you not sure enjoying yourself I'm not sure that it is make it worth it for me greg destiny 2 you were playing it what yeah. happened curse of osiris is out mm -hmm. i didn't get to go home and play it last night with the, the clan or anybody like that or even andy andy gomez over there i don't know why i want to call him gomez but that's what i i even before i said it it was andy gomez and I, I would have corrected it, but then I was like, Andy Gomez sounds funny. I'm going to say it. Okay. So yeah, you all, I was doing another podcast today, so I didn't do our show, so I got in here late, and I was able to pop in and just play a little bit. It's interesting, because I walked into it blind for the most part. Yesterday, after Kind of Funny Games Daily, I saw Andrew and I were hanging out, and she looked at her phone, and she's like, oh no, and she's, I'm like, what? And she's like, Destin tweets that like, He's kind of let down by Curse of Osiris. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay, whatever. And I just ran through just the single player story part of it. Just not all the way through it, but a healthy portion of it. How long is that? I don't know. How much did I play? Or how much? How long is single player? How long is just the single player? I don't have that information. What I enjoy doing with Destiny is since I enjoy it and I want to play it and I want to experience it, I go blackout on it. Like Because especially as you know, and I'm sure that people here know, I have the Platinum and Destiny. I love Destiny. I am not a Destiny expert. I am totally pro. I am probably if you talk to Bungie about who they want to do a track to destiny. I'm that person of like, I really like this game. I'll play it. I'm not going to play it fucking 40 hours every week. I'm not going to run the raid over yeah. and over and over and over again. I've done it like four times. Maybe I'm like, I enjoy this and I'm looking forward to a new DLC and I'm excited to have it. Yeah. So when Destin says he doesn't like it, that's a very like, different uh -oh. thing of me saying I don't like it. I don't know how long it is because I didn't know what I was jumping into. I jumped in, started playing this story. Beautiful environments on Mer Mercury. I think the new characters that I'm dealing with are interesting and cool. We're dealing with multiple timelines and, you know, alternate realities. I'm like, that's fucking all right. Yeah, that's fucking rad. I like all the stuff that's happening here. I'm into it. I'm enjoying it. I'm, of course, stopping to tweet and do all this other stuff because that's how destiny is. You get to a place and, mm -hmm. you know, you fuck around. You half listen to it. I, I, we got, I got to a good stopping point. We got here, but I'm playing and then like, I got new gear, right? And like, this is my favorite thing, of course, because I was at 303 when to bring you up to speed. 305 would have been the cap before mm. for power or your your so light close. level or whatever your your damage and stuff. And so, oh, well, I don't care. I don't care about being close. It's just now that I'm, now I'm actually I'm playing single player content, which is what I prefer. And now people are dropping things that's better gear. Cool. So I'm like back on the gear treadmill. Of like, oh man, this is awesome. I didn't even realize how. I don't even know how far it goes. And then I went in to equip it. It's like, oh, you have to be level 21. And I was like. 
they increased the level cap. Awesome. Like I'm like, I'm playing this game. Like this is, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. More destiny. Yay. And like the, no new trophies. I'm like, all right, well I'll wait for the, you know, <laughs> the big expansions to bring them, but whatever. I was like, wow. Now. I, and it was that thing of like, cool. Now that I've played a bit, I need to go find out like, what is the new level cap and how, you know, what is new power level level caps? 25 now. Mm. Exciting. Uh, power. You are what? I'm, well, you, it was capped at 20, so I just hit 21. You were, got it. Okay, cool. uh, and then power light level is now uh, 335, mm-hmm. apparently. This is what I read. You know, maybe there's with mods, I can get up to 340. Who the fuck knows? But that's what I read. And uh, so I'm getting new weapons. I'm getting all this thing. Um, Eng- the engrams I'm trading in with people who I know don't gloss over. I'm, don't, don't, don't lose it. <laughs> I'm talking to people trading in uh, fucking faction tokens and all this shit that I've been just sitting on forever. And mm, it's actually giving me things bells. that are exactly. It's actually giving me things that are worthwhile, which hasn't happened with certain people in a long time. So it's like, oh man, awesome. More destiny. Yay. And then I so then I, you know, got to a stopping point and I was like, so what is the problem? Like, why is everybody mad? You know what I mean? And I finally ventured into the you subreddit know. threads that I haven't understood and then tr- talked to destiny a little bit. And it's like, oh, okay. No, I understand why everybody's mad. And why is that correct at right now? As of us recording this, the high end content from before which would include the uh, the nightfall prestige and then the ra- the prestige raid, which are like the high, the super hard versions of the raid and the uh, nightfall weekly mm-hmm. are now locked behind the paywall of the DLC. Mm-hmm. So this is content you would have had access to if you would hit the proper light level mm-hmm. um, already. You would already you would have been playing this already and ha- maybe or you could have been playing or you could have. If yeah. you're a PC player, you've had a month and a half to get to this point and play this stuff, which isn't that long. Now they've increased the uh, recommended power level going into this or light level, which I keep using them interchangeably because again, I enjoy this game. I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's damage level, power level, whatever. Uh, again, I, I you know it doesn't matter for me because I'm like, all right, yeah, gold edition. Here's Destiny. I'm in. Whatever. But if you were just expecting to be able to play that stuff forever, what? Uh, okay, now you can't unless you pay for this. Unless you get. And what's the price? Uh, twenty bucks for this. Got it. Now. Is it 20 for this and then 20 for the next? I believe it's 20 just for Curse of Osiris. You could have bought the expansion pack and done, you know, every. I think it's two, one more, two more. I forget. Gold edition included it. And, I, you know, full disclosure, I got mine as a reviewer, so I don't even know the thing, right? Um, in terms of what the expansion pack is mm-hmm. on its own cost. I think it was, I think, cool, cool, Greg, I don't trust you. I'll Google it later. I think it's uh, 89.99 for okay. uh, gold edition, which it would have included the expansions and everything. Um, but now that's that content is locked at uh, this new power level from the new stuff. Now, as we before we were going live, we we're in the Patreon pre-show. Jordan wasn't I forget brought that up and Levi. I was talking about Levi. Yes, that is correct. Levi brought it up. They, I mean, so many of the letters in Jordan and Levi are the same. Exactly. They're both biblical names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Levi brought it up of just like, oh man, like this is happening. Somebody responded like, what? Well, this is what people wanted. They like, there's a whole thing that I'm not even aware of, right? Because I didn't do Destiny expansion content really until Taken King, and even then I was in and out, didn't care. I guess with Destiny One, the problem people had is that the raids and like old Nightfalls maybe didn't scale up. Mm. And I'm talking a bit out my ass. This is just what I've read now. I'm trying mm. to cobble this all together for commoners just mm-hmm. to un- make you understand the mm-hmm. playing field. Um, they didn't scale up, so they were too easy. Mm-hmm. So it's apparently like post game in Pokemon Gold and Silver, you go back to Kanto. They're all low level Pokemon. It's like, well, I'm fucking high now. Why? Why the fuck would you give me little Pidgeys? Apparently I get you've, it, you've nailed it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so this was Bungie's answer to scale that up. So there's some people in like in our own YouTube chat right now 
who are this is what you wanted, right? You wanted it to scale. And then there's other people like, well, I had access to this content. And now it's behind a paywall. That's weird. The real wrinkle to all this that makes mm. it very interesting in the 2017 conversation is the fact that this now locks the platinum trophy because the platinum trophy does have a trophy that's finished the raid or the nightfall on prestige. Mm. And so suddenly we're in the exact same situation. Life is strange was in. Mm. If you remember when life is strange before the storm mm. was coming up, Deluxe Edition was the only one that was going to have the Platinum. Or you got data today. Yeah. Well, yesterday. Come on now. Right. Keep up. Yeah. You put it in games daily again? Mm-hmm. You son of a bitch. No, it's... What is it? Uh, come hell or high water or some shit? Hell something? Hell is cold. Hell is cold? That's what they're calling it? Sure. Okay. I will <laughs> not, not to move on. Uh, but it was the same thing with them where their Deluxe Edition came with the Max episode, Farewell, but you needed to play that originally yeah. for the Platinum, and there was enough of an outcry that a day later... They were like, we're on, this wasn't on purpose, blah, blah, blah. So when I saw this popping off this morning, I didn't even really acknowledge it because I was like, like, oh, clearly a mistake. And and honestly, even in this is, you know, uh, we've talked a whole bunch about all this shit. I still think they're going to. I still think that there's got, there's going to be a solution somewhere in this of cool. This is just a misunderstanding. You guys wanted them to scale with you. We're scaling them with you, but good call. And I assume like a lot of people, we're, we're developers. We're not trophy whores. We didn't think it through that you can't get the platinum anymore on the base Destiny game if you just bought that. Our bad. In an upcoming patch, we'll update that trophy and blah, blah, blah. And I would assume that would then fix people's complaints, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, as I'm Greg and like, yep, I did the prestige nightfall to get that trophy. And I'll tell you what, I'm never fucking doing them again because that wasn't fun. Just get, you know what I mean? Like, get, I play Destiny to fucking shoot shit, talk to people, move on, get cool gear and have fun. So, I'm a little confused, and I think it's because I. Well, this, I've done a rambling this. job of this, and I'm well, not I mean, solid on all of them. The thing that I'm confused about is: does this affect people? Take the trophy out of it if people don't care about trophies. Mm-hmm. This is now taking content away from people. Correct. Like content that was promised, or content you already had. That that's where it's interesting, and this is. I, I I I think they'll solve the trophy problem through hell or high water and put a patch on that and that'll, that that'll end it. But then it does get to be an interesting question of games as a service. How do you keep something evolving and changing and make the changes the hardest of the hardcore community apparently wanted, but not have it be that you're taking uh, taking away something they had right. And this is this led me then back to the subreddit that I'm I subscribed to. But yesterday, like on the ride home, I'm exhausted and none of it makes sense to begin with going through this like again we know it well the vocal minority they're the ones that are popping off of the mouth and i don't know i said it like they're like i'm talking about people being mean and ign and mean in comments and stuff and obviously there's a lot of mad people on the destiny subreddit but some of them are making interesting cases that i can't speak to as i'm the guy who's like i don't even know what else is in curse of osiris like i'm still i want to discover it for myself i don't mm. want to have it all spoon fed to me but people are like this costs the same price as Horizon Zero Dawn's expansion. Like, that's a joke. Like, this is... The, the, some guy was talking about how this is really just an Eververse expansion and this, that, mm. and, it's, and like, that that's the cosmetic go buy all this stuff. Yeah. People are mad that there's so much stuff now in Eververse that you can go buy and do it. But it's this fine line. Destiny's got to walk. And I don't know for Destiny 2 or Bungie where the balance is because... The subreddit that I, that I read all the time is always mad about everything Destiny related, yeah, right? Okay. And Fran Mirabella is always mad about everything Destiny related. Mm-hmm. But when I play with Alex O'Neill and Trevor Starkey and Cameron and stuff, like everybody's like, "This is fun. I'm having a good time." 
I just played a bunch and I'm like, this was fun. I want to play more. Hmm. I like going to Eververse and like turning in the bright and grim. I just learned and getting a bunch of like shaders and garbage like that. Still haven't spent any money. Well, I spent money there on day one just to see what it was like, but I have never spent money. There's t- t- all the time. She has shaders where I'm like, that's a cool shader. If I spent silver and broke it down into bright, du- I'm like, no, we're not doing this. Like I will be mi- mismatched. And when I finally get back to top gear level, I'll paint yeah. myself the color I want to be and let it roll for a week or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. And I think it's fascinating to watch as we've, as I've said a million times in 2017, how these games and services have to evolve, change. And then in this, cha- this uh, destiny case of a sequel, reach to a new audience, but not alienate the old. Yeah. Like I'm here and I'm that's, totally, that's such a challenge. I'm in, I'm having a great time when, you know, Polygon put up that piece, uh, a couple weeks ago being like a month ago now, maybe talking about like, Oh, Hey, like Destiny's cool because Destiny two is cool because you don't, you can, you only need to play it four hours a week to really get everything out of it and be there. And like, that's not what the audience wants. Like the, the hardcore audience wants. And I would venture to guess that Bungie is seeing that behind the scenes because when they put out that statement right about like hey we fucked you on the whole XP thing sorry about that but let's talk about destiny going forward their message was we want this to be a game you sink thousands of hours into we Mm. want you to do this and so that sounded Mm. like the first hey we're going back to being the game that Fran's going to need to play 4,000 hours up to get everything and see everything, which for me was a turnoff with Destiny yeah. 1, where it was. I got to that, and I was like, wait, what do I have to do to get to Oh, fuck. That's way too much but for me. Can those worlds coexist? I don't know. It, but I, like, and it, it's interesting now because when Destiny put out the statement uh, last week talking about this, canceled their live stream about what Curse of Osiris Part 3 mm-hmm. was going to be about, hey, let's put up a mea culpa. Here's everything that's happening. They talked about this update, but then we're also talking a lot about the next next week's update, December 11th, I believe. And I think that they probably knew this update, Curse of Osiris, wasn't going to make hardcore people happy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think they were very vocal about here's what's coming next week, or the week after yeah. January, like trying to show that like there's more the trains on the you. tracks already and we can't slam the brakes and immediately make what you mm-hmm. want, but we're going to get there. But coming out of the gate in this, this, you know, it's funny. I feel like. It, you know, we, we do so many shows here, but like there's kind of funny content and kind of funny games content. And I feel like in kind of funny land when we're talking on the morning show or Gog and we talk about, man, in this kind of climate, you can't do or say that we're definitely talking about sexual harassment or a joke or something like that. Right. When we say in this kind of climate, you can't do that in kind of funny games. We're talking about microtransactions. And that's the thing that everyone is so gun shy hairs on the back of their neck, like angry cat stance where they're all fluffed up, which <laughs> is understandable because you got to fucking plant your foot somewhere that to come out and remove shit that was already in the game and already was there. It's like, Ugh. yeah, and then on top of that, it's the normal stuff. I was looking I, I Kotaku all three of these things. Jason Trier is the one who laid out the hey, here's why is it ever here's why everybody's mad about this locked content. I'm like, thank you, Jason, and then there was <laughs> another one about there's this weapon right now that I, I had seen earlier like in the morning when me and Jen were going to immigration and I thought it was in relation to this whole locked content business but there's a weapon in there the uh, the lens of, lens of somebody or other and it's like fucking outrageously powerful and it's breaking mm. PVP so that's bugged and they're going to fix that and so like it's an, I, it's a normal thing of hey here's all this new oh fuck when it gets into the live server that live environment we didn't uh, anticipate we that. that we didn't know that we're not trophy people we never thought of yeah. that oh man 
Well, I hope that they fix that stuff, and I hope they don't just like let it slide. Because then, yeah, in this climate, you can't just put those things. And out see, there. like here's my thing, right? And this is where I think you know, I, I let me know in the comments below or Twitter or whatever. You know, if you're driving a car, just screaming out the window. I'll hear yeah. You. I feel like we're doing a good job, hopefully, of not being caught up too much in the news news of it. I'm explaining the case, but explaining the ramifications more because I don't games daily cover this. Like I said, maybe it's all moot by the time you get mm-hmm. there, but it's the fact of they're handling this all wrong. Yeah, you are Bungie. You are destiny. You have Deej, who's this like beloved community guy. He's a great community manager, I think. And again, I know the Reddit doesn't agree with me, but where the fuck's the statement about this today? This is the easiest problem in the world to admit to fix it's run away we up. we're fixing it i mean you know ps4 trophies i, I was talking to brian brian right yeah brian mm-hmm. over there about it and he's posting about it and he's ranting about it kotaku's got an article about it all you need to do is be like hey everybody we see your feedback about the thing it is this balancing act we were going for we didn't think about the trophy aspect we'll figure it out nipped in the bud move on to the other thing and go yeah Instead, instead, you're being quiet. You put out a statement of like, oh, no, we're working on the lens thing. It's like, like, oh, no. And I and this is where it gets so fucked up. And I understand wholeheartedly. I understand the fact that Bungie is hundreds of people. Activision is thousands of people. Like, it's not as easy for you and me to be like, oh, we published the wrong YouTube video. Delete it. Joey put out a tweet saying, well, all right, cool. Everybody knows what's happening. And like 20 people are angry. Like, I understand there's chain of command, all these different things, but like you're a, you're a live service game. You're supposed to be able to at least adapt, react and and talk and be there and and talking to everybody about this. And I understand how, you know what we're recording at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Three 40 in the afternoon. And this is something I've been seeing since I woke up on Twitter and I'm sure it was popping off last night. And there's like, there's nothing to this. There's no statement. There's no, Hey, you know, it's just that, I don't know. I, I, we're not in the business and we don't know how it works. If I was working on these teams, if I was the community manager or something, we'd be live. We'd be live talking about it and feeling questions and doing AMAs and all this other stuff. And so it's weird. And I understand there's just lots of moving parts and a million different problems, blah, 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 blah. It just sucks. Yeah. Cause and it, and it, of course it fucking happens when I'm into it. Yeah. None of this shit could have happened with that. And maybe it did. It probably did. There are people yeah. were always mad at destiny one. Yeah, I remember, yeah. but I'm in it now. And I just want to have a good time and get more trophies, good. but everything's all fucked up. And oh, that is sad. I hope that they fix that. I think that they will. Have you been playing anything? Uh, I haven't actually. It's just been, I think the problem is that everything that I, I haven't played, we've been recording so many games cast next to each other. Yeah. That it's like, I don't want to repeat the same things. We're like getting this. ready for holiday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, we're just getting into that. that is the, I guess that is the real struggle with what we have, right? Is that, yeah. I'm still playing a lot of pocket camp. I mean, yeah, I just talked about it yesterday with Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's, that's the thing is, uh, um, I did boot up cuphead. I I was feeling a little, I missed it a bit because you uh, beat it though, right? I beat it. Yeah. 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 But I was just like, oh man, I want more. So I went back and I just played a couple bosses. Um, and again, I just love that game so much, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't really been playing too much. I got, uh, LA noir, because oh yeah you want g to play that right well so in the random we haven't played it yet uh it, it, i just downloaded it but um what's really random is she listens to a bunch of podcasts and one of the like she listens to a lot of true crime yeah stuff and one of the like ads they get like the same way that we have ads for like movement watches or whatever it was for la noir nice. she's like this sounds awesome and i'm like <sighs> I cannot believe an ad worked on you. Yeah. I cannot believe an ad for a video game worked on you. I cannot believe you want to play LA Noir. I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, that, we'll I mean, see. that's the power of, you know, you, you, when I think of Rockstar, 
I think of a publisher slash developer, but publisher in this sense, which I guess isn't true because it's really t- whatever. I think about them working outside of the system, the traditional system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of we're not going to go to E3. We're not. We're going to make our own days, our own big events, all these different things. But in the same way that like Rockstar is not doing like paid Let's Plays for the most part that I know of. They, they do their own Twitch stream every so often with Laszlo and all that jazz. But to have it be that, yeah, all right, cool. We're putting out LA Noir. Video game people know about LA Noir. And even if they don't like the preview on IGN or whatever, mm-hmm. that'll catch them. Where do we go? Oh, you know what's huge? All these true crime shows. And most people at least have some connection to a video game console. (laughs) Whether it be the boyfriend has Switch, the girlfriend has a PlayStation 4 for Blu-rays. Like, There's going to be a crossover there that we can get in the mix of and be like, hey, here's this game that doesn't require you to be a great gamer or anything like that, right? It's a story, and it's got the cast of Mad Men in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, holy crap. Got to jump on this one. So I'll keep you guys updated on how that goes. Um, But just as a reminder, she could not beat the first world of Super Mario World. So so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. How this goes. I'm not feeling. What did you you play Telltale games with her, right? Uh, We tried playing Walking Dead uh, season one. And and she had the controller. She she had the controller and it just took a long time. So then I was like, maybe I'll just do this. And you make the decision. Where does she come? I wanted. I wanted to get it. It just hasn't clicked. Where does she come down on? Did you you guys like the Planet of the Apes movies? No, I mean, well, no, I, we haven't watched. Okay, I, it'd be interesting to see that like game, uh, uh, Lost Frontier, right? Where mm-hmm. it is just like you're Make watching choices. a movie and it's just choices. You can use your phone if you want to yeah. and see if that yeah. does it, mm-hmm. or if you gave her the controller and just she just got used to going. She right just needs to learn the controller, and yeah. I, I think that that's hard to wrap your head around when you have no sense of it. Sure, like, seeing her try to understand like moving the, the dual sticks, so complicated if you've never done it before. So seeing her try to get through that is has been fun. Um, that's a word for it. Definitely. Now, do you can you believe that player unknown battlegrounds comes out next week on Xbox? I am so, so that's the thing is I'm very excited for this. Yeah. I was kind of, I think even on, uh, it might've been games cast or maybe it was games daily. We were talking about it and I was like, eh, like I'm fine on the PC with it, whatever. Dork. And, uh, it wasn't until I realized like playing it on TV sounds so much fun. Yeah. Like just being sitting on the couch and playing like, it's such a stupid thing, but I'm like, that sounds like a great way to play this game. Cause it is so pick up and play if you want it to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm, quite excited okay good me too new map revealed today as well the desert already revealed. oh wait, wait well, it was it? revealed before but now now there's like a lot of screenshots well the like, video is coming during the game awards which of course already happened who won trending game we don't know <sighs> you're right you're right you're right just, well, saying, just put it out there now it's time for this week in gaming history fine do what you want one year ago let him in December 6th. The doorbell keeps ringing, sorry. 2016. The Last Guardian came out on PS4. Mm. And a lot of people were little babies. I'm saying it. I said it. You're one of the babies. I didn't like it. I get it. Game had problems. But game was also awesome. Very Game awesome. had problems. Game also game was awesome. also approximately three to four hours too long. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a chump in a Star Wars shirt. Very true. And it's a cool Star Wars shirt. It is. Um, I was thinking about... Shadow Colossus remake today. Yeah. I'm like, that's coming up. That's mm-hmm. you know, February, February 6th. Yeah, yeah, that's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Updated control scheme. All right, let's give it a shot. Let's go. We'll see the preview. No updated control scheme. Right, but remember that was the thing where the preview event or the preview didn't had it as default, but then they put out that it does have an updated control yeah. scheme. We'll see what it is, though. I don't know. I heard it's all move. That doesn't make me feel good. Uh, so we'll see. But no, Last Guardian, it was a special game. And again, it was just fucking caught in this horrible timing of just being 10 years too late sure you know uh three years ago December do you think th- about that game often though last guardian yeah 
not as much as I think about Shadow of the Colossus, but like it's there. There's things about that game that are really cool, and like the end specifically is like moving. But it's like it's one of those things where it's kind of like watching a Pixar movie. You know, it's going to be good. So it's it needs to be very good for it to stand out. And I feel like Last Guardian, at the end of the day, when you look back at shit, it's not going to be on any list I have of like best games of all time. Sure, and it should be. So I think that's kind of the, the sad thing there. Gotcha. Three years ago, December 5th, 2014, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker came out on Wii. Where the fuck is this game for Switch? I don't know. I, I feel we will get it. Sequel? Maybe not it. Maybe a sequel. Yeah, I think maybe, it, at this point it's something, sequel, yeah. something or other. Um, I was a little surprised it never came to the 3DS. Sure. They had a, a while where they were porting a lot of games over to the 3DS, whether it's Mario Maker or um, the Ultimate NES Remix or what's the other one? Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah. Where they were like Wii U games and then they put them over there. You want to talk about a criminally underplayed game? Captain, Captain Toad. Toad Captain Toad was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Yeah. And I love that they, they took the little mini game from 3D World and were just like, you know what? We're going to turn this into a full featured awesome puzzle game. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Damn, you're good at these things. You I get love- that and you're Yoshi. Hey, man. I'm just telling you, Nintendo, anytime you want me to jump. I think my Mario is good too. Wahoo! Now, now for mm. I, that was bad. I, mm. I'll admit that Wahoo is bad. Hold on, let me try again. Wahoo! No, really? Yeah, no. Ow, 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 ow. Is that one good? Yeah, that doesn't ow, remind ow, me of Mario. I don't know. Huh. Mario World. Some, I got a scratchy throat. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's that. But you're Yoshi though. And you're Toad. Bop, bop. They're good. Those are Bop-up. good. Those are good. Uh, and oh, Greg, here you go. Finally, eleven years ago, December fifth, two thousand six, Metal Gear Solid. Portable ops. Okay. On the PlayStation Portable. I'll take it. How does that make you feel? Good. It made me angry because it Mm -hmm. wasn't canon. That was upsetting. You know what I mean? Because he meets the Colonel in there. And I thought that was cool playing it. You meet Colonel Campbell. It is canon. And I thought it wasn't canon. It is. Portable ops? Portable ops is canon. Acid's not canon. Right. And I could have sworn Portable ops and Portable ops 2 weren't as well. They are. You're sure? I'm... There's nowhere for people to correct you. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Keep talking. I'm going to Google. You Google it. But I mean, that was the thing. I'm just like, oh, cool. Metal Gear on PSP. Oh, my God. It's not garbage. Oh, my God. They're doing cool things. Like, yeah, I'm meeting Campbell for the first time as Big Boss. And granted, that never really comes back. I mean, like, comes back in storylines. But you know what? Where, where is he? Why aren't we hanging out with him all the time? Getting to hear his sexy voice. It's really all I had. Portable Ops 2 came around. I didn't care too much. It's like, all right. More Portable Ops. I mean, so it's... It is canon, but there are think pieces up of five reasons why Kojima probably doesn't consider portable ops canon, but officially it is. According to who? According to, I don't know, the Metal Gear, that timeline that came out with MGS4. Remember we're talking about? Yeah. The database? Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm just part of the Kojima cover up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kadeo hits me up. He says, Greg, don't acknowledge that. That's Kane. I said, I won't. I yeah. won't do it. You did something cool there with Campbell. He's like, I know I did, but. We got a question today on a Games Daily that we didn't get to uh, that was like, what are the chances of Kojima and Konami and this whole thing being a Kojima crazy thing and sure. Death Stranding's actually Silent Hills? And it's like, there's no chance, but like, that'd can be awesome. You imagine. That'd be awesome. Like, Konami, like, imagine Konami just like suiciding. 
as a company. Konami's like, you know what? It's like it's fucking like Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler behind the scenes. Like, we're gonna take a huge bath, but we're, we're gonna this. we're gonna lose all the stock. But it's gonna be a fucking great goddamn moment five years from now when we've been for a single dr- game. We've been drugged through the mud. Everybody hates us. We won't. Nobody wants to buy us or support us. Hashtag Chinko fuck machines. Konami is everywhere. Sixteen years ago. Two separate things happened on December 3rd, 2001. Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, came out on PlayStation 2. And uh, that was, you know, we've talked about it a lot on the show, Jack, just in relation to Crash and all that stuff. But you see that mountain, you can go there. Started with that game, as mm. far as I'm concerned. I remember watching a, a, a preview for it on a PlayStation Underground sure, disc. Sure, disc that came with the magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was fun. I was like, oh, shit. I remember. No, I didn't really like the game too much. Oh really? That's yeah, I'm not I, a jack guy. I rent. I know. I we talked about. It, I know. I am a jack guy, and I remember renting that from Blockbuster and coming home with like no expectations and being like, "Fuck, I'm really enjoying this. This is a really mm. fun platformer. I like a lot, and I like Daxter. Of course, Jack Qua- Silent in that one. Yeah, and there was Daxter on the PSP. There was. Yeah. Uh, and then Smash Brothers Melee came out on GameCube, and that was a huge moment for me. Yeah, it was weird. I got de- delayed. It was supposed to be a GameCube launch title. GameCube came out two weeks before then. They needed that time. And they're like, they needed that two weeks, and then they eventually got it out. So I had a GameCube launch day, had no games for it. Great. Good call. But I would hold that controller and and imagine. Imagining what Smash Bros. would play like. Oh, my God. And then we got it. And good Lord was Melee a game. Yeah. Talk about trophies. Everywhere. That game. So many trophies. Smash Man. 290 trophies. What what an amazing run of games. 290 trophies. What a crazy fucking idea. And just... God, how perfect is that game? Well, Melee in particular was such a special thing because it was like Smash Brothers on N64, of course everyone loved, and it's so much fun. But Melee was like, no, 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 no. We're going to make this a freaking thing. Yeah. Like, I really feel it went from spinoff to AAA franchise because of Melee. And like the the jump that they had from 12 characters to 25, that's huge. Yeah. Adding awesome single player Adventure mode was super cool. It's like, yeah, platforming with all these different characters. They didn't go deep enough with some of it, but like doing the escape from Zeebs thing and all that, fucking awesome. Uh, 16 years ago on December 6, 2001, Max Payne. Max on Payne? On PlayStation 2. Another I never played it. Really? Yeah. You missed but out. But he had a stupid face. Yeah, well, it's a real man. Slow-mo, yeah. jumping. Well, that's a real man. It's <laughs> a guy from Remedy. I know. He's a nice guy. Uh, no, Max Payne was awesome. Max Payne was another one of those games where you're like, fuck, this is what games can be. They don't, you know what I mean? In terms of like pushing a narrative and being so entrenched in a genre of like, you know, we're doing that hard boiled. I'm a detective and this is my story. And like the fact that it was, let's jump in, let's shoot shit. Let's do in slow motion. Let's make it, you know, fucking cool. It felt cool. It felt cool to kill people. But then also it is this like fucking crazy story of Max being wrecked with guilt and like failing his family. And then the flashbacks, which and I, I, it's not even flashbacks as much as like the nightmare scenes of following trails of blood to find dead family members. And like, and like you, it, it kind of sucked because like you'd fall off and die. And I was like, that's going to wasn't good. But, it set up how fucking screwed up Max was in the head. You really, I felt for him when you play that game. Like mm. Max Payne's awesome, and I, I liked Max Payne too as well. And then I don't remember if there was there must there have been a, there must have been a traditional three, and then it was the Rockstar reboot. Fuck, I don't not know. even reboot. I guess far flung sequel of like I have a, I'm shaved head Max now and I have a beard. I'm like, I, don't know. That, I think that was just three. 
Was that three? Was that yeah, Max? Yeah, that yeah. was that Max, Max Payne three. three. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I imagine. I thought I couldn't remember if there was one in between those. That one I was like, mm. I'd much rather see. I'd love to see Remedy do it again. Mm. Just be like, hey, all right, cool. Let's make a real Max Payne. No, no offense to the Rockstar one, which is a fine game and like was technically impressive. It just wasn't Max Payne. I could yeah. totally go for a beautiful HD, wonderfully acted and uh, mo-capped. Hey, uh, hard, you know, oh, I'm hard drinking whiskey and I'm in the shitty detective agency and all that crap. Like Max Payne's something special. Hmm. Uh, you know, something special. What's that? 17 years ago on December 6, 2000, American McGee's Alice on PC. You don't fuck with that? Uh, no, I don't fuck with that at all. Oh, I fuck with that. So really? I mean, are you kidding me? A super dark, gritty Alice in Wonderland. Nothing cooler than that to me. That is so freaking awesome. The game, not that great. Never a big fan of it, but it was a game I pushed through because I'm like, this concept is freaking rad. Well, and then I remember the there was sequel? all the Todd McFarlane, like Wizard of Oz, uh, crazy ass action figures they made and shit. And then there was the Alice ones. And then they did eventually make a sequel on uh, 360. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like that one. That was the one where I remember like, I never even fucking paid that game a moment of attention oh my when God. it originally came out, right? And so then when we were at IGN and yeah, like announced this one and people started losing their mind, I was like, who the fuck cares about this? And sure enough, the game came out and nobody cared. Yeah, well, that was the problem. I mean, it is definitely a Mirror's Edge type situation. Yeah. Where it's like everyone wants a sequel until it happens. Uh, but I think the problem was that the second one was so promising and that it's like, oh, okay, cool. This style of game makes more sense. And uh, with the controller, this, this is going to be a lot better. And then it, just, it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. If it was good, I think it would have been a different story. Sure. Um, that's the tale with most bad video it, games. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, but Alice, man, oh, I love that shit. Probably the first PC game I ever bought. Mm. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. First PC game. Oh, mine was Carmen San Diego. All right. I remember that being a huge deal because we had, uh, of course, my parents, not being technical savvy, bought some knockoff computer that was not Windows and mm-hmm. had like the fucking weird ass. It wasn't, I mean, you know, you were booting in DOS or whatever, but some fucking horrible knockoff computer. And I remember I was playing at school all the time where in the world is Carmen San Diego and where's time is Carmen San Diego and there was some fucking PC video game store that wasn't close to our house God only knows why we went to this store but we drive over there and they had to like order it and then they called they had it and we went and got it and brought it back and, and sure enough it didn't work like I had all, yeah. I had all these floppy disks I'm putting in and they're, they're not reading at all I'm like oh, god damn this fucking fake computer PC game in there 21 years ago, December 3rd, 1996, Cruising USA came out on N64, as did Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Uh, Everyone always loved Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. I I just didn't get it. I didn't like the controls. It's Star Wars, so obviously I love that. Sure, you played it and enjoyed Uh, it. But it was just like the controls never quite felt right to me, and it was N64 generation. I also played that a little bit later, so it really fell off. Um, But Cruising USA. I get it. Not a good game. What a fun game. There was a round table near my house that had it. And oh, we yeah? played that shit all the time. Yeah. And uh, Cruising USA, Cruising World, Cruising Exotica. Oh, I was fucking in. And now there's a new one. Cruising Blast, I think it is. Uh, and they have one at Tanfran, the mall. Oh. And me and Gia were there. And I was like, I need to play this. And I did. And nice. it has a theme song by the same people. Did she do the thing where she like held up like yep. a handkerchief and dropped mm-hmm. it so you took off yeah it was great like um but yeah those games are fun we should do a party mode with them. do you want to know how spoiled i was and this is i would love to i didn't that. even think about it till this moment that on my sega saturn i had a driving wheel for like daytona usa or whatever and like i don't even like racing games i don't even like well, how did that happen 
I bought a N64 racing wheel. Granted, it was one of those Mad Cats $20 ones. Sure. Not like a, a real fancy one. Four Cruise in USA. Nice. I really liked that shit. Yeah. I bet Kevin liked that too. Uh, 23 years ago on December 3rd, 94, the PlayStation 1 came out in there Japan. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Changed the world. Shocked, the, shocked it. Changed the game. It's nuts. We're old. Because I think back and it's like, I remember those consoles coming out, the PS1 and N64. Like if you were just asking me, like, oh, probably like 96. Mm. It's like, that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, remember I guess being, it is Japan. It is December. So I remember being at Patrick Finella's house and he had it. And PS1. I, just, I scoffed at this thing so hard because I was like, I'll accept fucking Nintendo in this war that I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, I all understand why you went that way. But this thing with squares and X's, what does it even mean? What is like, it? I don't even know, like, what mean? Are, this is a, they're too good for ABs. You know what I mean? What are they doing over here? Here they are. Fucking blocky head ass game day players I was seeing running around there. Me and Poe were mocking it because we were playing fucking Madden whatever on Sega Saturn. We're like, oh, graphics are so oh. much better on our end. Uh, 23 years ago, December 8th, 1994, Lion King came out on the Genesis. Mm. And if there's one thing about that game that matters to me, it was the Timon and Pumbaa bug eating mini game where the bugs would fall from the top and you just got to eat them. And I loved that shit. Nice. Uh, Otherwise, the Disney games overrated. I'm saying it. Yeah, that was a that was a weird one when they put out that Disney pack and everybody's like, "Oh, Tim's gonna be so excited." And you're like, "I don't like any of these games." Yeah, too floaty. Yeah, way too floaty. Yeah, but everybody has a hard on for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nostalgia, of course. That's yeah. Why? But yeah, and then you know, I get it to an extent. Sure. But mm, too floaty. Now it's time for reader mail. You can go to kindofunny.com slash gamescast to leave questions, just like all these beautiful people did. My dude, more saying oh, has God. a question. Here we go. With the announcement that Armored Core isn't dead, do you think the virtual reality support could bring the series back to prominence? Oh, more. That is actually an interesting idea for a change. It is. Uh, no. Well, a cool idea. I think we've already seen too many tests of similar style things. Eve Valkyrie being in the cockpit, flying around sure. all that stuff. Then there was that robot game that was like the tech demo we won that came in the that experience path. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. That was very similar to this. And I feel like people uh, get it. Skydance Interactive put out like Archangel or some shit like that mm. where you're in a mech and it was not good. Mm. But no. It you, could be interesting. You say this. If they put... Imagine if it was what... I mean, it was Resident... Not the gameplay of Resident Evil, but that, that thing, right? Of taking a franchise, putting it in VR and making it matter and making it AAA. And like, it's a great way of... Uh, uh, what was the... Steel, Steel Battalion. Battalion. It's like taking that and putting that all in here could be cool. It, my example, right? When was the last time you remember anyone giving a shit about Ace Combat? Yeah. Never. And yeah. then they were like, Ace Combat 7's VR. And everybody's like, oh, that's kind of fucking cool. Mm. And we talked about it and I played it and I'm pretty sure it still doesn't come out, but... No, it hasn't. Yeah. I remember playing. I played it at Judges Week, and I was like, "All right, yeah, this is a cool flight sim. I'm I'm car sick. Yeah, I'm feeling the G's when I do these feeling things. All the G's. So I mean, that's actually a really interesting question because mm. I do think that that would. I don't think. I mean, it, it would. God, you store Lacroix all over this place. You're like a nut. No, you're like a squirrel hiding nuts. I don't think it would uh, sell six million copies or something. But I do think suddenly, if you made a really cool mech game in mm-hmm. there. You know what would huh. be interesting? What's that, buddy? Steel Battalion VR, but with the controller. I don't know how they'd map that. No, that's not good. But why not? It's too, you, you have the thing in your head. How, how are you going to see the controller? That's what I'm saying. That's why there have to be some way to map it so it's right. But like you see the controller, a, a digital version of the same controller. Oh, I thought you mean you wanted a real controller in front of you, too. Yes. 
No, I don't like that. Real controller, that's what yeah. you're, pl- you're playing with the fucking controller. Why can't you play with the other? Just controller? play with the moves or your Oculus touches, but on moves, you'd at least have the fingers and just, it'd be like Star Trek bridge fingers. No, no, I want to like really, truly have that next level immersion beyond what we experienced with, with VR, which would be, no, you see that thing in the fake world, you actually feel it in the real world. Right. But it would, just, it would need to be perfectly lined up or else you can stub your fingers. Yeah, hurt yourself real bad. You don't want that. That's going to be bad. No, you then can't you, do that. That's else, not... Then you're throwing up and stubby fingers. And you're like, ah! I feel like Oculus has those gloves now, right? The fingertip gloves. You could kind of get away with it with that at some point, but... That's what I'm saying. I want that. I want to feel it. I want to feel it. I want to feel it all. I feel like that would be really cool. You know what would be really cool is Zone of the Enders in VR. They announced that. Perfect. There you go. I just Didn't made you a million dollars, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awful Waffle. Speaking of Kojima. Favorite Metal Gear Solid cutscene of all time. Or Kojima trailer. No, they can't do both. Those are two different things. To answer the trailer question, I have two answers. Answer number one is the first Metal Gear Solid for... Or maybe it's the second. It's the 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 Raiden, Raiden yeah. fight, okay. where he's all fucking ninja dude, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? That was awesome. Him versus Vamp, and then Metal Gear Solid Four had a launch trailer that made it look like a Hollywood movie, and it had the voiceover, and it had the whole like, in the world, blah 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 blah. And I was like, this is freaking cool as hell. Favorite? I downloaded it. I saved it. I still have that video file. I know 95% of people when they ask, oh, it's your favorite cutscene, right? Is big boss, first boss. The end of Metal Gear Solid 3. Flower oh, petals in the yeah, air, yeah. blah, 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 talking to each other. Mm. My favorite cutscene from Metal Gear would be Metal Gear Solid, uh, the death of Sniper Wolf. Ooh, when Hal runs up to her and he, no, look at the star, the soldiers on the battlefield, and they talk about it, like loving each other, even though she didn't really love him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was the one I remember like, me, you know, me and Poe switched that controller in the basement, just back and forth, playing different things. And he was always the better sniper. And so when he finally beat her, it's like this moment of elation. And then both of us, like these teenage boys, enraptured of like what's happening in this like weird melodrama, <laughs> this yeah. relationship between the guy who peed his pants and this woman who wanted to kill us. <laughs> it's like so fuck funny. yeah, tell us all about it. Uh, I think my favorite cutscene. Again, this is also I feel very cliche, but Metal Gear Solid Four, the microwave segment. Where it's You're playing half, that though, right? But it's half cutscene. Okay. Which is, I, I mean, technically, I guess all these video games are cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like the that scene. I liked how it's like you're going, but then also the screen was cut, and you were yeah, seeing yeah. like the that was cool. Video that was cool of all of everything happening. It felt very like a perfect uh, just kind of encapsulation of the entire series, and it's just like, oh yeah, this you, is the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and, and then Metal Gear Solid Five, but whatever. Um, very cool. Very freaking cool. Yeah, I don't know. Trailers I find hard to nail. But it's because I like the game so much, I think. that I just don't remember the trailers. Which one blew me away? Although, honestly, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5's trailer, the debut trailer, uh, with the, the fucking Kept song. you waiting, huh? Uh, no, not Ground Zeroes. Okay. The, the one where it showed it was open world. Showed um, you guys on the horse. Yeah, the one with the song. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, this is huge. And they delivered on that. Yeah, yeah. Very impressive. Speed of delivering on things. Here we go. Let's uh, talk about our sponsor, Blue Apron. They delivered. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, they no, didn't that sponsor good. <laughs> I, I was thinking in the shower today, as I often do about Nintendo. Yeah, deliver me in the shower. And I, I got to give them a shout out for this year. They had no games delayed. Every promise they made for the Switch games happened. 
Okay. Like Mario, Zelda, and all those, like those happened. But in, in addition to that, like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out worldwide. What the fuck? I would have never thought that. When the January thing happened, it's like, yeah, this year. I was like, uh uh-uh. Hell no, get out of here. Hell no. And yeah. it, it did. All right. Yeah, good, good point. Good call. Good call. Mark Freeman says, I just bought a PS4 Pro, but I don't have a 4K TV. What game, including VR, will best show off the improvements from what you have seen? I feel the easy answer is Horizon. Hey, but he's talking about like... What just a 1080p TV okay, okay. with a PS4 Pro. Do you have any answer there? No, I'm blind. I don't mm-hmm. know. This is what I talk about. You know what I mean? Where I have the PlayStation 4 Pro and, and cool. I've, I've There's not been a game I've put on. I I was We were playing uh, Everybody's Golf the other day, Jen and I. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm, it's a Pro now. I'll put on 60 frames a second. Did it? Played it. I was like, oh, no, don't like that. Put it back to normal. I don't like this is weird looking moving that way. It just didn't look right. That's so weird. I was like, I know. I've played. Well, I mean, I've played. 50 hours of everybody's golf or whatever. I know what the game's supposed to look like. So when it's not running that way, like, nah, I'm out of this. No, thank you. But like, yeah, I I played Horizon on a normal PlayStation 4 and then obviously took months off and then played the DLC on a PlayStation 4 Pro and I was just like, as beautiful beautiful. as ever. Yeah. And I still haven't run a VR game on it there. I think I'm going to do more. I haven't either. Most of my VR stuff at the desk Mm. because it's just 15 minute bursts. I have it right there. It's all set up permanently. Travis Wilkham says it's been a year since Final Fantasy 15 came out. How do you feel about the game looking back? I am happy it's done. Yeah. Like looking back at it, that game is similar to Last Guardian, but in a different way because I care a lot more about Final Fantasy 15. I know that as people were getting ready for it, once they made the change from versus 13 to what it became, people were like, oh, this boy band thing. I hate that. I'm like, I'm all about this boy of course, band, yeah. bachelor party, road trip. This sounds great. And I just wish that the game delivered on the story that was promised on any actual iteration of stories that were promised, whether it was the versus 13 story uh, that sounded awesome, like so, so awesome. And then we didn't get that or the story promised via the dozens of trailers that came out for Final Fantasy 15. They dropped the ball with the story. The end of the game story wise is so great. The beginning of the game is so interesting. It's just from the moment they find out that King Regis has died. Oh, the King's dead? It's just like, oh, this is so just melodramatic and bad. It's not like the right tone at all. And then eventually it picks up pace and it gets really good, but it's like there's too big of a chunk in between that just felt like take it felt like Justice League. Two movies in one. Gotcha. But stories in one. Like just like if there was one vision, I think it would have been so much better. And I am very interested to see what they do next with Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and someone uh, tweeted at me today being before Game Awards happened of like how crazy it would be if you were right and at Game Awards Project Octopath gets revealed as a Final Fantasy game. I'd be freaking really happy That'd about be crazy, that. Yeah. But we'll see. No, I won't. Remember Florence and the Machine? I be do. Afraid. I listen to that song all the time. I, I bought the soundtrack. Nice. Cosmic Zero. Best Cosmic Switch Zero. game that isn't Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. Congo Master. It's a great game. Don't knock it. I'm not knocking. Okay, good. Don't, don't be hating. Uh, Rocket League. Mario Kart Double Dash. I don't know that does he mean Mario can't be in the title. And not Double Dash, obviously. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm sick. Eight deluxe. Yeah, yeah. But Mario Kart, if, if that counts. I don't know. I need kind of I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think, like, just what game have I put the most hours into Minecraft? on the Switch? Minecraft. Uh, that aren't those two. Or Mario Kart. Uh 
I mean, I do think Mario Kart's a good answer. Like yeah, I've, great answer. I've spent so much time playing the game and it's something I go back to a lot on airplanes where I'm like, fuck it. I'll do a Grand Prix. Like, yeah. It's fun. Um, but Sonic Mania is probably my oh, answer. Oh, Sonic Mania. Like I, I really like that game and there is a lot of replayability. Um, and because the levels are so short and there's a lot of collectibles and a lot of things to do, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm happy that I'll have that game to just jump into whenever the hell I'm on sure. the plane, which is a lot. You are on a plane a lot. Yeah. yeah. Doom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, it's, it's cool to see people enjoying Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Having a great time with that. Cool to see Bethesda supporting them. Hell yeah. Uh, golf story, some would say. I and wouldn't be one of them. Mario plus Rabbids, some would say as sure, well. Sure, of course, of course. I wouldn't be one of them either. Like it a lot, but it's not in the same echelon of those. No, no, not at all. Um, Zakagawa brings a question we've answered a bazillion times, but we haven't answered it in 2017. And things have changed. What do you think? Mr. Shifty. That's the Mr. one I was Shifty? thinking. Yeah, yeah. They patched it. They did. To, to it's fix still the like, I don't know. That game looked cooler than it actually was. Sure. Uh, Zakagawa says, do you see sports games adopting a season pass method? For example, instead of EA releasing a Madden every year, sure. they could follow the Rainbow Six model and release a season pass for that upcoming NFL season. Uh, they've talked about this briefly, kind of, not really, but we talked about it on kind of funny games daily a while ago where they were talking about maybe in the future one day more. I think you see the reaction they've gotten right now to microtransactions and everything else. I think even if they were moving towards that, that puts this on hold, Mm -hmm. let alone the fact that it's all dollar dollars and cents for better or worse in video games. And if you're going to pay $60 every, every year, every nine months for these games or whatever, Right, every year, every nine months for a development cycle. Then no, why would they do that? Because they're not going to get you to spend sixty bucks on a roster pack or in a new stadium and mm-hmm. this thing. Games are still, even though it sounds crazy. Games, sports games included, and especially I guess. Let's just tell us back. Sorry, I'm sick. It's all coming on to me as I go. Sports games, even though they are what they are right now, and it's all blah blah. Every game is a tune-up to the engine under the hood, and it does something different, whether it be physics or that, this, that, or the other. And while that's cool and exciting and makes the game better, that's a really hard pitch every year. Of like, you need to get this for the latest rosters and EA's new collision detection. And everybody's like, I don't fucking care about yeah. that. But Cross when it is physics. when it is Madden, and a new Madden, it's like, all right, cool, it's this, and better commentary and better pass detection, blah, blah, blah. That's more exciting or at least more acceptable. Like, okay, here's 60 bucks, but it would be the same thing of it's a 60, it's $60 once. Whereas even if it was like, all right, cool, we're going to, it's the best of both worlds. They don't need to, they don't need to is the answer. Cause right now you pay 60 bucks. And then if you're one of the people who loves mutt, you're, pl- you're buying packs of cards and doing different things with that. Yeah. I also think that not that everyone's watching what everyone else is doing this closely, but uh, I'm sure that EA and and them have looked at like Capcom and Street Fighter Five, and I know Street Fighter is different than a sports game. But people know that if a Street Fighter game comes out, there will be revisions and they will be released. Sure. If you get Street Fighter Five, you're going to get Super Street Fighter Five. You're going to get Ultra Mega, whatever the fuck Street Fighter. And uh, with Street Fighter Five, they made the decision to not do that, and they're like, we're just going to put it out, and there'll be updates and patches, but it'll all be in this game. And uh, then everyone was upset because it was content light and all that stuff, and. There's it opens up such a can of worms and everything gets critiqued harder. I think yeah. when when the every nickel and dime seems to mean more. Yeah. So now that like yeah, microtransactions and the 
tools of free to play have and and the tools of games of service have infiltrated a sixty dollar boxed game. There's really no need, you know. What I mean, we I think we're thinking too much of a philanthropist route or something to that effect. This would be something revolutionary and groundbreaking that you would need to do if the nfl license and i'm only speaking really in nfl ways if the nfl license was up for grabs again and you had somebody like sega shaking up the market and doing crazy shit and putting a game out for 20 bucks or 30 bucks whatever it was it would be this all right cool we're putting out the nfl 2k platform and it's there and every year yeah for 15 bucks we'll give you the latest rosters if you want to go up there's this pricing tier structure or we're microtransactioning and getting you here there and it would be let's see how that challenges ea mm. but for ea with most of their sports games right they're fat and happy and they're fun same thing uh, with mlb the show fun. right like i mean we had christian phillips on kind of funny games daily who talked really openly about it because he he's no longer at sunny san diego but real openly about how they brought microtransactions to the show and how they thought to make it fair and blah, blah, blah. And like, again, how microtransactions and building your fantasy teams and having, you know, in-game currency merges with a sports game in a way that you don't need to think about it. And until somebody gets to a point, which developers, I don't think any ever will, because they are trying to make the best game every year, regardless of what you think of them until they get to a point where they're like, that's the that we've perfected the football engine, the FIFA engine, the baseball engine. We don't need to worry about that anymore with the exception of upkeep, this, that and the other. There's never going to be a thing where it's a platform because, mm-hmm. right, like you launch a, a Destiny or a DC Universe online with that's This is what it is. And we build from that. Everything changes year to year yeah. in some respect. Hmm. Two Stone Bird says, have you ever not replayed a game because you didn't want to go through a tutorial again? Yes. Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. I wanted to play it very badly. I'll replay it. Yeah. And, oh my god. The, it's not so much a tutorial as much as it's the opening section, but like it is very tutorial-y and hand-holdy. It's like five hours long. There's these dumbass kids eating fucking ice cream. And I'm like, I just can't, dude. I just can't. I don't think... I've, there's definitely been games I've stopped. I don't have a great example of it, but it's one of the, oh, you know, smallest violence in the world problems of being who we are and what we do, where it's like, man, it's awesome when I get to go play Game X for two or three hours, Horizon, before a game's even released. But then when you walk away without your save and you restart that game and you play that again, it's it sucks because what I found is I'll be so into those two hours when I'm previewing it and playing it. And then when I get home, it's like, Oh, I can't skip this. All right. On my phone. Okay. That's done. And then it is though. Takes you but wait, what was that guy? Yeah. What was he? What was this thing again? You miss little, sh- you miss little things like that, that then mm. fuck up the experience. Mm. You know, what would be a great game as a platform. 2k takes my idea and makes the fucking wrestling AKI games again. Cause that, that would be, Hey, here is the base gameplay, you know, and it's all set. And then it would be, all right, cool. Now we are going to every month, put out two new wrestlers or whatever and they will come with their own moves and it'll be a patch that's in there but you unlock them through just paying for this it's funny it makes it a, you could do it as well as like hey here's new arenas here's new ring aprons commentary yeah. you don't need to worry about special but special moves yeah. fun things like that yeah, i'm yeah, into it yeah, okay i like that it's a good idea greg ww just give me a license and then teach me how to make games final question it's a long one but a good one okay this comes from zach wagger zach wagger all right folks let me set this up for you Last week, I drove nearly 300 miles just to see the Symphony of the Goddess concert. 
That's Legend of Zelda music for those of you who may not know. I've been lucky enough to see this twice now since they started doing these concerts. During the performance, they can make an hour's worth of music feel like an amazing two hours when you check the time. You'll wonder how they got that much music into such a short amount of time. Then, the second half will fly by with the way with the symphony once again making you wonder how they did it. Seeing this performance made me get goosebumps on nearly every song they played, making me want to play at least five different Zelda games then and there. It's an experience I strongly suggest for anyone, because Zelda music is truly one of a kind, where those who have never heard of the game will come out appreciating the performance they just saw. I'm a person who listens to rock and metal majority of the time, so me sitting in attendance for an actual symphony concert is out of the ordinary. With all that said, I'd like to know, which game or game franchise would you pay money to go see performed live by a symphony with a choir if it calls for it? Or better, which video game music pr producer's music would you pay money to see performed? Thanks for the show and the work you guys put into everything you do. It's appreciated by this guy and many more. Well, thank you, Zach. Thank you. Easy answer, Zach. The WWE N64. I'm kidding. Uh, Metal Gear, of course. I Peace Walker is my favorite soundtrack for a game, period, let alone the fact I remember walking around Mizzou with the Metal Gear Solid 2 medley I had downloaded mm. or whatever off uh, yeah. Kazam or Kazaa. Kaza. Kaza, sorry. <laughs> LimeWire is actually what I used. That's mm. what it was. And download off there. Doo -doo -doo. Yep. And then it would like, dunk, dunk, and it would roll into the end. It, it goes with the, the sneaking infiltration yeah. one. And then it ends yeah. with the, the patriotic ass fucking. The quiet Love that shit. Yeah. So good. Fucking ripping something. What, they ripped off Russians or something, right? And that's yeah, why they kind of fucking they put did. God damn it. And they really did. Yeah. Like, oh, man. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Google. Metal Gear Solid theme song, uh, Lost Russia. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you'll, find, and yeah. you'll find it. Um, it's the reason that the Metal Gear Solid theme that you know from one and two are no longer in the franchise at all. Fucking sucks, um, man. They're featured a little bit in Metal Gear Solid 3's end credits, mm, but nice. uh, it's just like a little nice denouement. What about what? About, what? A I denouement? Threw, fucking through word now. Motif is what I was looking oh, okay, for. Okay, okay. I knew it was all one of those words. Gotcha. Um, I have actually seen a bazillion of these concerts. This is like right up my alley. Oh, I saw, yeah, I've seen video games live, the Tommy Tallarico mm -hmm. joint when that first started. Actually, yeah, I guess I went and saw that like the end of my second week of IGN, 2007. Mm -hmm. When GDC was here, GDC ended and Craig Harris took me to that. Oh, room. I was there at that show too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Small world. I have a photo with me with Sonic. I should look and see if you're in the background because that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, that would yeah. be very, very cool. Uh, I've been to video games live, I think, seven times. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, I really like this shit. Yeah. I mean, it's production. Oh, and yeah. It's like, it's music that I love, emotions that I love with video and imagery that I love. Like, it's just totally right up my alley. Um, but I've seen video games live like seven times. Um, which is fun because yeah, it's Tommy Tallarico's thing. He used to do it with uh, Jack White, um, and what's awesome is it's just a, it's a bunch of different games. So it's like you'll it'll be Sonic and yeah. then Mass Effect and then Metal Gear and then so it's like it's really a wide breadth. And even now they include things like Dota, League of Legends, and like they get all over the place. And it makes you appreciate like I've played games because um, I liked the. The music sure. that they played. Civilization 4, I played it just because I really liked oh, the, wow. the piece they did at Video Games Live, and I wow. really enjoyed it. Um, I've seen the Final Fantasy Distant Worlds concerts, where it's just uh, just it's only Final Fantasy music. Um, and I was lucky enough to go to one where Nobu Umatsu, who's the composer of all those, was there as well. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. And yeah. he, did, he came up for like one of the, the songs for One Winged Angel. And uh, I loved that. I've, I've seen Distant Worlds twice, I think. And it's cool. It's cool when you get to go to one that is just dedicated to a franchise. Yeah. Because they can get kind of more 
like in the weeds in the weeds and uh, i've still never seen symphony of the goddess which upsets me and i haven't seen the pokemon uh symphonic evolutions i've watched it on youtube a bazillion times because it's fucking dope um but i love those uh i would love to see a metal gear one they did a metal gear solid concert but it was only in japan gotcha uh, a while back to celebrate around the time when metal gear solid 4 came out um while not a video games live or a concert to itself i thought uh 2014's Game Awards, which, correct me if I'm wrong, were the first Game Awards outside of Spike, mm -hmm. were the ones in Vegas, along with the first PSX, and that was where Imagine Dragons came out and played with the Mario composer. You know I'm not. Martin, uh, or no, Koji Kondo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He, he played piano and did like a Mario medley, mm -hmm. and then Imagine that Dragons came out and did stuff. I was, I was in the audience, and you know how, I, like, I don't have that nostalgia for Mario, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. I, so I, I mean, this because of the time of recording this game awards we haven't seen it yet but i heard that this year's game awards are going to have a freaking epic music performance and i, I heard it's chuck berry it. doing toe jam and earl's Sound entire soundtrack toe jam and earl's soundtrack uh was composed by tommy tallarico all right there you go we, yeah. we brought it yeah, full yeah. circle and uh they they performed that at uh video games live once i saw and that was, that was pretty cool but there's a whole bunch of cds that you can buy i'm a huge fan I, my ipod's full of this shit um but video games live there's five volumes of that uh the london philharmonic it's it's not that. london Yard. london symphony orchestra lso they have a two volume thing that's just greatest video game music live and it's really good that's probably the highest quality of anything so if you want to just nice little dabble i recommend getting that get you dabble Shit, it shit's dope um the my favorite orchestrated uh, CD ever is the Super Smash Brothers Melee promotional concert that they did that you only got if you had um, if you were subscribed to Nintendo Power back when that came out. Okay, and they just play all like medleys of every game in Smash Brothers, which is pretty much just a Nintendo love letter, and it is so damn freaking cool. And I would love to see that live, but. Oh yeah. yeah, I wish I feel like if there was one thing I don't appreciate efficiently or effectively in video games, it's music in mm. like soundtracks where, you know, we talked about it this year in the Game Awards uh, rundown where I was like for best score, I was like Destiny 2 because if a game sh shakes me out of playing it to be like, what this is all amazing the way everything's coming together. And even in the curse of Osiris, there's been a moment where like poof, you came through and it was like, holy shit. And I was like, Oh, and I yelled for Andy. I didn't realize he was at lunch with you guys. But he wasn't here. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like the times like, like uncharted, right? Mm. I, I, it has a, a theme and all this other stuff and like you know and like you just that i don't think about too often really? oh my god but it's there and it's such a crucial part yeah, like uncharted you know it seems so good I, uncharted is one of the ones that i i'm pretty sad i don't like the arrangement they play at video games live mm. and uh, it's just it's not like bombastic enough and it doesn't hit right um but yeah uncharted's great and halo come the fuck on halo oh. is so epic and they've had so many songs that the the video games live halo medley is perfect check that shit out I can talk about this shit all day because I'm a fucking nerd. But anyway, thank you guys very much for joining us this week. We will see you again very soon, every weekday, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games too. If you like what we do, kick us a few bucks. Keep the lights on. We'll appreciate that. Gamescast will be back though on Patreon Friday. You can watch it live when we record it. You can get the record, Greg. You can. Oh, we're cutting by. Bye.